Welcome to BIB Today, the business podcast for BC. I'm Haley Wooden, Executive Editor of Business in Vancouver, and I encourage you to subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app. Today, extreme weather conditions and wildfires have already had devastating impacts in BC this year. For businesses, climate-related events are a reality that cannot be avoided. And year after year, we're seeing more of these kinds of events, and we're seeing an increase in the severity of these events. So what can businesses do to protect themselves? I'm joined today by Chetan Segal, partner and leader of BDO Canada's Forensic Commercial Insurance Services. He specializes in forensic and investigative accounting and loss quantification. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Thank you for having me, Haley. Pleasure. So I mentioned off the top that we're seeing more climate-related events and losses. Are you seeing this trend reflected in your work? Uh, certainly, uh, this is a, a major part of our area and, and, and growth, unfortunately, to say, uh, at least from a climate change perspective and the impact on businesses, but it's a necessary service. Uh, we have seen an increase in the number of claims in recent years around losses due to wildfires and other climate change events like floods and hurricanes and whatnot. Uh, um, you know, of course, one of the largest uh, was from the Fort McMurray fires in Canada in 2016, uh, where the fires damaged, I believe it was close to 600,000 uh, hectares uh, over a couple of month period. Uh, I believe the losses were probably around $10 billion, if I re- recall correctly. Wow. Uh, although it was one of the most expensive uh, disasters in our country's history, uh, the impact uh, was manageable for insurance companies at the time. Um, however, we did see business owners uh, paying a lot more closer attention to their fire portion of their commercial insurance policies. Uh, believe it or not, I still have files uh, that have not been resolved uh, from, from the fires. Uh, some are a, a bit more complex. Uh, and some are, I believe, being fought on coverage. So uh, so I think after the fires uh, in Fort Mac, again, unfortunately, they had the floods. So I have some businesses that, you know, we, we prepared to help prepare claims for both for, at the fires and the floods. So unfortunately, they were hit again. Um, and, and those still remain unresolved as well. It, it's really predicted, uh, Hilly, you know, the climate change will unfortunately continue to uh, increase the volume and severity of natural disasters. Um, for example, the upcoming hurricane season is supposed to, uh, you know, be one of the one of the worst again in the south and and the east coast. Even uh, expected to um, impact more of east coast of Canada. Um, one of the things that uh, the, I'm hearing and sort of you know uh, disheartening is is. Uh, the, the various industry experts we're talking to and hearing about, there, there's a potential negative impact of, uh, you know, from the increasing severity of the events, uh, not only on the operations, on the businesses, but even there's some worry as to whether the some of the smaller insurers will actually stay in business if they'll be even able to handle uh, the, the amount of claims, uh, the, the damages, if it was to surpass, the, you know, by couple of multiple even uh, of the Fort McMurray fires a few years ago. So there's some, there's already talk. So what's good, what's positive is there's already talk of among the industry and they're f- focusing on this and, and, and con- considering models as to how to um, uh, change the, the, the business model of, I guess, the insurance companies 
to provide that coverage to businesses should uh, such bigger events take place, which I think it's, it's when, not if. Right. That's a good point. And I'm glad to hear some of those conversations are taking place because if we don't think of alternative models, I assume the consequence is going to be the cost of insurance is just going to get to a point where businesses or individuals are simply no longer able to afford it. Exactly. And that sort of uh, speaks to, I think, what's currently happening. Again, we're talking about fires, but it sort of seems to be a trend with COVID as well last year and cybersecurity, the, the loss ratios, uh, from what I'm hearing, it, are, are really high compared to the premiums being paid by businesses. So you, you can certainly expect premiums to go up. Uh, I know a lot of the, the residents uh, in BC are concerned about the impact of these wildfires on future uh, availability of coverage and then the cost of insurance. Uh, because when event, such big events happen, there's always thought of, well, certain coverage may not even be available available by certain insurers. And then if it is, it's at, it's at a cost uh, that's much higher. Um, and, you know, there are, I think the, the number of uh, commercial insurance providers also plays a role in, in this space. And it's, that seems to be increasing as well as more international players, I think pay more attention to Canada. Uh, so that's sort of good news that there may be more opportunities to get insurance and, and hopefully the premiums will stay reasonable. Mm-hmm. That would certainly be a positive development. You mentioned conversations in the industry are taking place. Is it too early or are you seeing any evidence of, say, new kinds of products or policies that are already evolving to adapt to needs based on climate change and climate related events? Uh, personally, I, you know, my area focuses a bit more on the loss quantification side. And the discussions I've heard of, uh, certainly uh, not direct conversations, but um, I think it's a bit early days, but there are products uh, that, especially in, in areas where it, it, there's more, uh, you know, severe cases that the hurricanes that are taking place uh, down south, especially uh, also, you know, the fires in California, um, some of the bigger players are getting together to provide different type of uh, coverage models. Um, but it, it, it certainly will be at a, at a large cost. So I think it, it's really the onus will start to shift a lot more to the businesses, really how to uh, be ready for that eventuality uh, and have that part of their sort of business continuity plans and figuring out other ways of potentially mitigating their losses. And that's I think that's where the, the discussion really needs to be if, if there's sort of limited insurance side to it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow up with you on that in just a moment. But first, I wanted to ask you about how it's all connected, because I think it's easy sometimes to say, well, the wildfires in Alberta or in California or hurricanes off the East Coast, that's not happening in BC. Why are we seeing our rates climb? But maybe you can take a moment to explain how it's much more complex than that and how we are in certain ways exposed to what's happening around the world here in BC or in Canada. Uh, certainly, uh, ultimately, uh, the, the insurance companies are businesses, they're for-profit businesses, uh, and, and that's just the reality of it. So the businesses do get looked at sort of on a whole as to wh- what sort of losses that they're paying out and what premiums need to be uh, uh, charged to make them profitable uh, entity enterprises. Uh, and then, yes, yeah, certainly it gets looked at uh, the, the different... Uh, um, specific issues, whether, you know, your business is more susceptible to fire, floods, hurricanes, depending on where you're located. 
uh, and that's where all the underwriting takes place. I'm not an underwriting expert, so I won't speak to all of that, but certainly, you know, there's sort of the, the, the bigger, the, over, um, the overarching umbrella of how your premiums might be determined and instead of sort of, that's, that's a macro level, and then there's a micro level of your particular business, where you're located, what your specific risks are. So ultimately, that's what all gets put in a hopper and your premium comes out. <laughs> there you go. So what advice could you offer a business that is, say, located in the interior of BC, where there are wildfires, they happen every year, what can they do to maybe protect themselves or work through some kind of contingency plan? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the words contingency plan is really sort of the key, right? Um, you, you want to be ready for this. Uh, you, it's, it's too late when the event has already happened to figure out what you need to do. Um, so to navigate the insurance claim, uh, you know, we, we sort of recommend uh, the priority would be obviously it's, it's incident response first, and then obviously it's the claims management. And, and to prepare for um, the eventuality, you, you need to be thinking about you know, your uh, potential exposure to the fire. Uh, how does it actually impact your business? Develop the, the loss scenarios, um, particular to your business. Uh, if, you know, X type of a loss happened or a fire happened for a certain amount of days or the severity of it, what, how does that impact not only your, your physical presence, but your actual business operations, the sales, your customers, and because you, you'll, you know, you may not be directly impacted, but if a customer or a supplier of yours is impacted, you have nobody to sell to, or you have nobody to get your supplies from. So it's really a, a, a fulsome approach to business continuity and business contingency specific to your business that needs to be looked at um, uh, before, before uh, you're actually faced with an uh, insurance insurable event. Mm-hmm. Are there uh, what you would call maybe common mistakes businesses or business owners make when it comes to either securing insurance or how they maybe go about preparing or not preparing a contingency plan? Uh, certainly, I think uh, it's always one of those things, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. so that, that's what we like to have our clients avoid. Um, so we do work with a lot of our clients uh, on, on sort of that from, we understand the complexity it takes to go through the insurance claims and you know how it's, it could be overwhelming when you're in it. Um, a lot of the mistakes we would see is really around the proper risk identification of what are the risks impacting your business. You know, uh, I think given the history of the wildfires, if you're in an environment, uh, in, if you're in a geographic location where that is a reality, you can't avoid avoid it. So you have to identify that as a risk. You, you know. We, um, and then figure out what are the type of coverages that are uh, available. So, you know, work with a good insurance broker uh, who understands the local uh, uh, situation and, and, and get that proper coverage. You know, one of the, so you can get the right coverage, but now do you have enough coverage from a dollar's perspective? So there's a type of coverage and there's the dollars, right? So you want to make sure you understand your business, you're expecting growth or decline in the future, to make sure you have proper insurable values, as, as we call it. Um, read the fine print. Uh, sometimes uh, we'll calculate an insurance claim for a client and let's say they were to, they lost, let's say a million dollars. But then if you look closely, there's a co-insurance uh, component to the policy, which means basically you're self-insured for part of it. 
So it's, mm-hmm. you, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, you're only 60% covered of your actual loss. So you, you may have lost a million, but you may only get 600,000 back. Um, understanding what's not covered. That's a huge one. I know it's not an example related to fires, uh, but we actually had a client back, uh, I think it was the uh, ice storm, within, when there was an ice storm in Ontario, and I think it's 2013, uh, where, where we went through the entire claim and later the insurers pointed out that there was a specific exclusion in the policy that spoke to their specific situation and the, the claim was denied. Um, another sort of more recent example, again, it's, it's, you know, you can call it sort of a natural disaster is COVID-19. As, as uh, everybody knows, that there's very little coverage provided to businesses uh, from COVID-19. And a lot of that is in the courts right now on specific, you know, specific exclusions of um, wording that, that didn't provide the coverage. So you want to make, you want to know what's included in your policy. You want to be aware of what's excluded in your policy specifically uh, to avoid those sort of uh, common mistakes. Um, so that's sort of on, on, on the prevention side, I would say, are, are really the key things. Um, but one last thing I'll leave on, on that note is in, in your plan, you need to know um, or have a, a, an idea what does your response team look like. So be prepared uh, to respond when it happens, right? So do you have the a sort of internal project manager who sort of oversee the 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 the, the react the action plan uh, do you have your uh, broker on, on online you have your legal counsel uh, because lawyers may be involved in sort of communication from a privileged perspective um, as to what's going on uh, loss quantification experts such as us uh, it's having sort of that roster of people uh, so you're not figuring things out last minute is really key. Uh, like bringing those, having those experts in your Rolodex, uh, so to speak, uh, is, is priceless. Absolutely. And it strikes me too, given your Fort McMurray example, businesses should not expect that, you know, even if they have great coverage in place, that they're going to get a resolution right away. It sounds like they should be prepared to potentially have to wait years and have some kind of a plan or sense of what they might do if that's where they find themselves. Yeah, you know, if it's a sort of a straightforward coverage, I think insurers are pretty reasonable in, in such large events because everybody's impacted. There's a lot of uh, public eyes on it, let's say. Um, you know, the ones that take really long are where people just don't understand and, and, and what coverage they have. And they're fighting, I would say, uh, the insurer for what they believe they have. Fair enough. Uh, Any final words of advice or guidance for businesses that, at least in BC, are probably thinking quite a bit about wildfires and climate-related events because we hear so much about it now these days? Yeah, um, you know, a couple things. Uh, One of the things we didn't talk much about would be around really navigating the insurance claim. We talked about being prepared for it, what the team would look like, but really what, you know, when, when it does happen, when the event does happen, how do you react to it? One of the key things um, we always talk, uh, talk about in situations like this is, you know, keeping constant communication. As soon as something happens, put that continuity plan in action, advise the people who need to be advised, the brokers, uh, the insurance company, the claims adjusters, your lawyers, to, to get that team together to react quickly and document everything. Things move so quickly. There's a lot of emotions at play. Um, you have to document everything if, because later when you have to prove it, if it's not documented, it did not happen. 
that's really sort of the the, the um, test that you would be put for put uh, to. Um, you know, request any policy decisions from the government from from the insurance company in writing. You know, uh, that's that's a really key one. Gather all the financial records, uh, you know, historical records to to be able to prove how the business was doing without that incident, without a fire. So you can sort of say how you know try to project how you would have done during the the fire time. Um, one of the things is keeping constant communication. One thing you you know, this is a perfect opportunity for employees and, and customers to look for options. So when you're you're shut down, let's say from a fire, so you want to keep your constant communication with your customers to say, hey, look, we're, we're coming back. Uh, and, you know, we're here to sort of serve you and keep them up to keep them apprised of what's going on um, as to your sort of restoration timeframes and things like that. That, that, that I would say is sort of the, the claim handling process, but ultimately coming back to it's really, you know, being prepared. It's the business continuity plan, the, the business contingency plan. By now, you know, if you're in an area where there's wildfires, you know it's going to happen. Don't be, in, you know, don't 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 uh, be with, have that wishful thinking that you may not be impacted. Uh, assume you'll be impacted. It's sort of when we advise people on cybersecurity risks. We say it's sort of a, again, when, not if you'll be affected based on the, 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 the sort of the statistics that are out there. Yeah, unfortunate, but true. Uh, Chayden, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you joining with your expertise and insight. Oh, again, thank you, Haley, for having me. That's Chayden Segal. He was my guest today. He leads BDO Canada's Forensic Commercial Insurance Services. I'm Haley Wooden, and this has been BIV Today. Thanks so much for joining us. You can stay up to date with the latest analysis of trends and news related to business in BC by subscribing to our show. And you can find us on your favorite podcast app, as well as at BIV.com audio. Thanks again for listening.